Welcome to another episode of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Okay, lots to catch up on. It's been, what, over a month now since our over last episode? Is that how long it's been? That's about how long it's been. In fact, We've we're been... so eager to catch up, we skipped dinner. Yeah, we were just uh, woken up from stasis. <laughs> by Soylent, of out. all things. Yes, by Soylent. Mm, uh, my favorite my... few, it's the flavor of the future. Flavor of the future. <laughs> It, it, it tastes like the future. Yeah, with how, yeah, well, with how everything's going, yeah, that does seem like the future. I uh, see. I had a you used to make fun of me for drinking Soylent, and y- now yes, and now you seem to enjoy it. I'll still make fun of it. <laughs> why you? Why you consume bottle well, after well, bottle? Consume, it's still <laughs> called. It's still a product called Soylent. I know it's a joke. It's it a is. Joke. A jo- it is a joke. But also, it really does look and taste like dystopia food. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. <laughs> The bland taste of dystopia. Dystopia. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Maybe the episode name. We'll see. Um, All right. So lots to catch up on. As always, we start off with some hoppy progress. And mm -hmm. there's been some. There's been a little bit. The uh, Blood Angel Smash Captain is coming along swimmingly. Oh, yes. Looking really good. See, my my whole conceit with that guy Mm -hmm. is to turn him into a, a death company captain that's, you know, gone. Well, he's a regular Blood Angel captain. I got taken by the Black Rage. And so his armor has been like hastily painted black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's the concept. Okay, so there's like red showing through in like the creases of the armor and in the friction points. Mm-hmm. So that there's a like, it. you can tell that it, like the armor is not like fully black. It was recently painted black. And the thing I'm most proud of is his storm shield. Mm-hmm. The storm shield. It, it, I start off by fully painting this ornate, you know, golden storm shield with a gold eagle crest on it. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I, I, I painted it black with a red X over it. <laughs> Again, so just to like, so I spent the time to actually do it right. Yep. And then I like, like, kind of daub. I, I basically uh, carved out some red. Uh, in an X and then dot black, so it looks like it's been hastily painted black. Intentional over sloppiness for an effect. Sometimes, you know, no, 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 that only works. you know what's underneath yeah. the layers of paint, right? Only you do. It's like, well, uh, when you paint vehicles, do you paint all like the little, like, uh, you know, meters, all the little, like, uh, control panels that are inside in plastic, probably encased by cemented down? doors some people do some people I know do. some people do but would it drive you crazy to know that there is an unpainted control center in your 40k vehicle for some people it would drive them crazy yes, so they they fully paint those things and they close them up now for some they have you know they want to showcase their their little control center so they, yes, leave so they have a detachable detachable doors but others do it knowing full well it will never see the light of day that's right but they know I don't think those people could sleep at night if they knew. Yeah, I really was, don't. Because you'd put yourself in that position like, like I know it's unpainted. It's not. It's not right. <laughs> it's it's not right. Or maybe it's just me thinking these thoughts. <laughs> maybe. Oh, man. Anyway, Blood Angel Smash Captain is coming along uh, really well. You can say he's coming along. Smashingly. Yeah. All right. The uh, He's got a rock base, but of course, I'm, because he's a Blood Angel and all our mm-hmm. Blood Angels are... In the snow for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. They never got off that planet. (laughs) They're always on a snowy planet. Always on the snow planet. Yeah. And it isn't ball either because ball's not snowy. No. Battle ball. What is is 
ball? What is ball's atmosphere? I, I want to say it's somewhat volcanic. I don't know. I haven't read enough Pure Blood Angels um, books oh, to yeah. to know. I don't think they have that many. Like they have modern, tons of them. Do they? Oh yeah. Like modern, there's a whole Commander Dante book? book, and there's like yeah. I know yeah. there. I there was a Dante book, and I just can't think of any others. Off the there's time. plenty. There might have been one, yeah, but I don't, I don't know how many explore ball. I'm sure plenty do. Okay. Mm, sorry, I drank Soylent on on the mic. You did you did the throat the throat sounds. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry about that. Mm. Okay, all that's left is to add a little snow. Yep. And then and then he's done done. And then I'll probably post pictures of him next week. So visit our Facebook page and you'll see examples of our painting and most latest our Blood Angel Smash Captain. All right, that's coming along well. All right, other things to talk about. Oh, first off, we're not we're not going to do our usual thing and um, talk about a game we had because we have so much catching up to do that we did not play a game and we're actually expecting to get chapter approved in our hot little hands next week. So mm-hmm. we'll, our next game will be under the new chapter approved points and rules. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to take a beat on that because by the time you listen to this podcast, chapter approved will probably have come out. And then you will not consider our game to be a valid one anyway. Yeah, it wouldn't really be. Yeah, yeah. We're, Those guys played it last week. This is up old to rules. date? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> They're relevant. <laughs> they drink the food of the future, and yet well, they the, play games in the, the past. past. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these Frauds. Boxes? Charlatans. <laughs> Heretics. <laughs> they must be expunged. <laughs> Exterminatus for the whole planet. See, we don't want to bring Exterminatus to the planet. No, we so, don't want to do that. So for that reason, we're not playing game this week. No. We've saved your lives. All right. You're welcome. Instead, let's talk about Guardsman, the new short from uh, Richard Boylan. So Richard Boylan is a director of the brilliant black and white digital series. Hell's Reach. Yes. That has been, has like a 10 part, it's a 10 part, 11 part series. It's been getting epically greater and grander in scale. And he actually shot a short live action film well mostly mm-hmm. live action film yeah called guardsman about the predicament a guardsman finds himself in during the course of a tyrannid war i don't want to say more than that mm-hmm. you probably have already seen it yeah it's got like over a million views at yeah this like 1.2 million views i think i think is that like half the 40k community right there <laughs> <laughs> no i i, 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 I think it no, brought, I think it brought in some I think normies think, too i don't think it, I don't, it's yeah, just, I, yeah yeah it probably had some mainstream crossover appeal right uh, um, but it's, it's it's pretty good it does look pretty good it's pretty good I, I, I like the epic scale of Hell's Reach um, but that's a bigger story obviously uh, Rich is working with a much more limited budget because it's live action mm-hmm. but I think he maximizes everything all the elements in putting yeah. together a tight little four minute story set in the 40k universe no he makes it work he makes it work he makes it work and it's good and the music's great and there's some CGI and the CGI is great mm-hmm. and like again just it's amazing what you can do with a las gun effect and a um astromel term uniform yeah yeah that's all we're gonna say go watch it guardsman by richard boylan it's on his youtube channel it's amazing but that brought in a much longer discussion that you and i had alex yes, yes we did over um a potential the ideas we've had for potential 30k hbo series that would yes. go into the horus heresy uh i see i think it's a brilliant idea mm-hmm. i think it's a great idea too that should happen I've actually tried to pitch it. As, <laughs> part of my job involves sure. things like that, yeah. yes. right? Right. I think it's going to happen at some point. I mean, I don't. I, I haven't heard anything, but I, this is too big an IP to to not do it, something with. It's big, but it's not. 
it's not enough. To, I wouldn't say it has enough um, mainstream appeal to justify HBO doing like a series just on a, just on a pure like revenue thing. I don't I don't think they would see much returns from that, considering how expensive a, like that kind of All series right. would okay. be to make. I, I think the audience is much bigger than you think it is. I think yeah, there's a there's a 40k is still seen I guess among most people in the world as a niche hobby, as a niche thing. But there's been so many people that have been exposed to 40K because of the video games. Yes, I would that say. That I think that they'd be ready for something like this. There'd be some you know, nerd recollection. Oh, yeah, 40K. That's that, that Space Marine game. That Dawn of War game. But, you know, but even, based on that. But even that, that's crossover into just a broader, what is still considered a broader niche genre of uh, or niche fan base of gaming. Uh, fantasy. It's, significant. It's, it's still significant. Game of Thrones is totally niche. Totally fantasy. You know, you know, violent fantasy. But those were based off of what? Those were like best-selling books, right? Who reads? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, there's there's a lot more people reads? playing video uh, games than there are reading. Sadly, today, um, you and I happen to do both. I sure, think most of our audience does both. But the, the point is that I think there are a lot of people who played Dawn of War, right, or Space Marine, or you know, or Mechanic is one of the new games we're going to talk about later on in the show. Uh, they've been exposed to the 40k universe is what they, I'm saying. They, they, they're familiar with it sure but even if you were bringing in massive numbers still the sheer cost of production for something okay, like that's a separate 30K. question so okay number one you have an issue with the size of the potential audience you think that might be a limiting factor for a decision maker at HBO to say is this worth the cost and, and we're yes. about to get into the cost discussion and the cost because with 30k you're you are in constant need of special effects not just for like big battle scenes, but you're also in constant need of it for even the freaking characters because you're dealing with these giants of people in mm-hmm. ornate battle armor. Mm-hmm. Even if they're having casual discussions, you're still gonna have to do that sort of kind of Lord of the Rings style like scaling, scaling, yeah, all of the time, all of the time. You won't be able to avoid it for, unless unless you're dealing with character like two characters who are same size. Right, which is going to be the which majority is, which, of the time. Not oh, no, always. You will you, will, you will get crossover anytime. You know, I mean, the, anytime a primary uh, a primark is going to be talking to a space marine or a human. Right, you're going to need to do that. Right, every time a space marine is talking to a human, you're going to need to do that. All right, no, I I do not I do not at all disagree with the fact that yes, this is, this is going to require you know CGI and optical effects and special effects and things like. Some people walking in trenches to make other people look taller. You know, mm-hmm. the kind of effects Peter Jackson used yeah. in Lord of the Rings. I think it's doable. I just... Mm. we Okay, so Lord of the Rings... Sorry, not Lord of the Rings. Game of Thrones costs, I think at this point, an, an excess of $10 million an episode. Yeah. Now that we're season eight or whatever season it is. Mm. Right? I, I think this story, the Horace Heresy story told right, requires at least that... At least. That kind of budget... But I think it's worth it. It's a, it's uh, okay. I have I have a separate issue that I think makes it problematic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think it's a budget thing. Okay, it's a demographic thing. Okay, there are no women. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of the Horus Heresy. It's a very... there's a few. There's you know there's the uh, the the woman that becomes a saint. I forget what what her uh, name. Yeah, I, I remember her. She was early on. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are a, a few, but ultimately, there's so there's so few it, and far it, between. It, it's, it's a bunch of dudes, the, yeah. talking about dude things and dude honor, and you know, you know, 
you know, bros betraying. Yeah, bros. It's, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's 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 based on a lot of classic mythology and sort of sure. uh, Shakespearean, Shakespearean, style. biblical. I mean, there's there's all kinds of references. And, and, to and, it. And, it's what and, makes it great. And, 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 yeah, and that's what there's makes so it many great. But those aspects of culture are very much entrenched in dudes being dudes, as it were. <laughs> the patriarchy. Just guys being dudes. Um, right. So <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's gonna that could be potentially alienating. So, as well. the, so I think they would have to create like they've done with Game of Thrones, and that is to take certain storylines and expand on those that probably weren't originally found in the Horse Heresy books. Sure. In order to, I think, appeal to a greater audience, because if they just took the story and the characters, I think you have a lack of women, and I don't think that you can be a major network and ignore half the population yeah that would be tough for them to do but even if even if all that even if all that and massive viewership you still have to worry about those exorbitant costs right from the get-go all right right no, from- no, I, okay so your main issue is cost my, my main issue is how do you tell a story that's compelling to a broader audience without fundamentally changing it and like both- like for one thing um like i don't think that like hbo would add female space marines no, I don't. I don't think they right. Would. You know, they mess with that. But that's a whole issue. That's the whole, a whole yeah, the, gamer community right there. That I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they would go for that. Uh, I don't think. I don't think they'd do that. But they would. They probably would focus on some storylines that you know it did involve some some women characters in them. Yeah. Uh, I, so I think that's that combined with this is how much is it going to cost? Really, you say it's going to cost fifteen million dollars an episode, and there are two women throughout the. You know, twenty hours of programming needed, <laughs> and it's a fairly niche, and it's a kind of niche audience that we're not sure. Uh, I we're think it's a big it. audience. I'm not sure if it's a big audience. Um, it, it's three a very, years of IT. Yes, Game Workshop the, has never done for better for this very for this kind of weird, idiosyncratic, just crazy fantasy sci-fi opera world. With these really like gothic designs mixed with Roman stuff, it's yeah. it, it, it. No, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great. I don't know how much of a broad appeal that aesthetic and that look I see is saying. going to. I don't know how much of a I think it's big an audience. I think it's time we impose that on the world. Fantasy, I get. <laughs> Fantasy is proven. Fantasy is very much proven. But you that think his weird combination appeal. Of- Future space armor plus Roman sort of aesthetic and and, and the tone of the story. It's, it, I mean, this is a very melodramatic operatic tale. Right. The Horus Heresy. Right. It's very earnest and it's like and it's has a lot of betrayal and sort of these like grand declarations and political play. Dude, you're talking and about Game of Thrones and Westworld right there. That's yeah. exactly what that is. And you want to bring in ornate and Roman? What about the no, young no, no, Pope? No, diff- different game. What of, about like, Rome? No, yeah, but yeah, look at that's look at Rome. Okay, Rome was a, look at Rome. Down, Rome was a series that was very well reviewed, very well watched, but yep. it was just too expensive for HBO. After two that, seasons, they they, that, they shut it down. Sword and sandals, too expensive. Now imagine because I think it's those I think it's masses more of limited. people. I think that's more limited in appeal than in something like sci-fi this. armor. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> makes getting, it awesome. It's rat. <laughs> I love bigger, it. Much, I wish much bigger. I so wish. If 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 it happened, I if I was wrong, I'd be the happiest person in the world. God, so many great scenes in the Horse Heresy. Yes, it would be so amazing to see that series come giant, alive. A giant spaceship coming out of the warp. Oh my god, awesome! Uh, the Drop Zone Massacre would be great to oh see. Oh my the, god, honest event. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. I would love to see it. I, right, but imagine how expensive that part is. I don't think that's that expensive. I, I think I think. 
custom doing the uh, the battle armor for everybody is probably more expensive than doing CGI, you know, firebombing of a of a planet. No, 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 the the drop zone massacre. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the drop zone. Sorry, the drop zone massacre, right. which would involve masses Mess of, of miles, space marines yeah. fighting masses of space marines. Huh. Lord yeah. of the Rings, you know, the With big crazy. battles there. It's and how expensive were those? Okay. And imagine having to do these on like Game a of regulatory Thrones. Regular... Game of Thrones. They've had some big battles there. It's, yeah, big battles with like dudes. With horses. Yeah, dudes and horses. I, I'm sure that's expensive. I think this is going to be more expensive. Okay. Maybe, you're, I, you're probably not wrong. I, I think it's worth it. I think it's, 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 I think that the, the work that Richard Boylan has done, um, a short film with nobody cast that has a, a name of any kind. Yeah. 1.2 million views, right? Because that, that that's a genuine hit right there, right? You, you get over a million views on YouTube, you're doing pretty well. That That's a hit, but that's a hit with qualifiers. I think there's there's not a lot of... No marketing at all, no, apart yeah, from no, word get, of mouth from I get, people like you and I who play the game. But there's not a lot of um, movie, like film content for 40K, I think. Uh, so whenever we see something new come out, we're always like, we, <laughs> we always want to rush to it. We, we immediately hear sure. about it and we want so to see a, it because we're so, so we're starving for it. hungry for it. No, okay. I think that also Not, not a huge, but we're not, ultimately, we're still not a huge audience. All right. Ultimately, if, we're still not a huge audience. It's kind of have a, it's a story and a world that has a weird uh, niche appeal, I think. Uh, I'm not sure how broadly marketable it is. It's huge in cost. I, I would love to see it. I think it would be great to see. I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Just I think you you cast a few big names, Jason Momoa, whatever that guy's name was playing Aquaman in one of the roles. You know, so you take some see, people from Game of Thrones, see, throw them in there. See Angron? What's, what's who? No, is, Steve, who? Steve Buscemi would be Steve Angron. Buscemi. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> from Boardwalk what? Empire. What? Why? Because <laughs> he's angry. He's a good angry he's, guy. Okay. Um, not, not maybe sure. not. Angry. He's more of a mortarian. Yeah, I don't see. I'm not sure if he quite has the physique <laughs> or the all right the face for that. I think we've done, we we have done an episode where we try to cast some of the prime. I think we, we think we've tried. Yeah, I think this is the but what I'm discussed. saying is that you throw in a couple like they did with Westworld. You know that you throw in no, a few yeah, names. You throw, you throw in a few. You bring in some guys names. from Narcos. Bring in some guys. Throw in some like good character actors. Uh, and I think you. Yeah, I think it would, again. I think it would be great to see. I don't see it as financially viable. Okay. All um, right. Well, we just well, we both want to see it though. We both. Oh yes. Yeah, we both want to see. Oh, it. it would so, be so good. If you're an HBO executive, get a hold Please. of us because we'll we'll fix you up. Figure something out. If you we'll can figure it, something out. It, if I'm right. wrong, I'm, I'm in if this I, business. If I'm wrong, yeah, I'm wrong. I'll have you take a producer credit on it. Okay. All right. So let's talk about uh, more down to earth things. Yep. Chapter approved is gonna is on pre order this weekend and is going to be by the time you listen to it probably be out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken a look at some of the leaks that are all over the internet. Yes. And there's been a lot of point changes, as is expected for a chapter approved. Yeah, a lot of things are chapter. cheaper. A lot of units are cheaper. I think Grey, Grey Knights overall are a lot cheaper because mm-hmm. I think they haven't been seeing a lot of play. Mm-hmm. A lot of indi- individual weapons seem to have gotten price reductions. Yeah. Right? Units themselves. We took we took a quick comparison looking at Blood Angels, you know, HQ units. Yeah. Um, Brock, big reduction in Dante. Yes. So 160 points from 215. Yeah, Matt, that's a it's massive. It's huge for a guy like that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sanginor went down by 20 points. Lamarty's went down, I think, by about 20 points. So a lot of the HQ units and Blood Angels have gotten cheaper, which, is, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Well, I think Blood Angels took a big hit 
with the new beta rules saying you couldn't do assaults in the first turn. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, honestly. It it, it kind of puts us back get, into the yeah. position where assault armies are, it's hard for them to be as viable, and I don't right. know why you would backpedal on that. Maybe, right. maybe there was some stuff. Because it was too many alpha bombs. There was too many alpha, uh, alpha strikes happening. Yeah, yeah that, I, guess, I, I guess. I think this is an overreaction to it, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe maybe you roll for it. As you can make you can to make, making it absolute. You can make some stuff more costly, or you can yeah assault certain assault units. I, honestly, I think if it was a chance, say you rolled on a five or six, you know, you got got in your assault early or something, so you still had a chance at getting that could, in. That could be that might be a house rule. We well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, we don't usually play by house rules for the yeah. most part. But I mean, but I think that this may be a reaction to the fact that the expensive HQ units in the Blood Angels weren't being used used in armies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think Blood Angels are that competitive in the meta anyway. Mm-hmm. So this might be a way to get Great Knights on the table, get Blood Angels on the table, you know, yeah. given the other things that have been going on in the rules for 40k. Yeah, hopefully this will put more lesser used units on the table right. than right. before. A lot, we, uh, we noticed that a lot of Forge World units are included in the chapter approved this time, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and um, they're doing uh, Sisters of Battles rules. Oh, yeah. So, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sisters of Battle rules because 2019 will be the year of Sisters of Battle in plastic. Yes. As of today, we looked today on the Games Workshop and they're still mostly metal. They haven't, they, no, they, we haven't seen any of the models like a, yet. But. Like a 10 squad, you know, sister unit is 80 bucks. So hard to Ooh. work with metal figures. And we know Ooh. the kind of models <laughs> that... Um, that they're doing the Blackstone Fortress model of the uh, I forget her name. She's holding a flamethrower. She's a sister of battle. Yeah, kind something of, pious. Something anyway, like phenomenal model. I may yeah. just buy that model because she's just so good. Um, just find her on eBay. That's the level of detail they're going to bring to their plastic sisters of model line, uh, sisters of battle line, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'll be the first to get that army because that that looks awesome. Yeah, no, I think I see a ton of potential in this, uh, and I'm really excited to see what they come out because they've been killing it with like model looks recently. Um, the new Gene Stealer stuff looks great. Yeah. Um, so I'll and I really enjoy the sort of like weird battle nun aesthetic that they have. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see what they come up with. If they look like the Sisters of Silence, if they look like these new the new Blackstone Fortress models, mm-hmm. they're going to be they're knocking out of the park. Yeah, you know they've just been doing great work lately, so I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, Chapter Proof comes out next week. Absolutely getting that. There's a Warlord edition that comes out that's got extra stuff, including markers and you know data sheets and all that stuff. We'll probably just get the regular book. It does have extra rules. Um, I think it has additional stratagems. Okay. Yeah. For some of the armies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know about extra rules though. Hmm. I thought it was, yeah. It does. I think there's some rules tweaks, and there's definitely some more stratagems, and I think that maybe some relics are tweaked as well. I thought it might have augmented the game in some way. I don't. We'll find out. We'll find, we'll find out. out. Most of what we saw as leaks had to do with point values for the different factions. Yeah, that's mostly what I saw as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and it also includes the Sisters of Battle, you know, rules. So that's exciting. Another campaign book that's coming out next week is the Vigilist Defiant uh, campaign book. Yes. Katie uh, stands. Katie's Kate. No, not <laughs> Vigilist stands. Vigilist. Katie stands. Vigilist is defiant. Diet Katie. Um, oh, is that fair? 
Yeah, you're dealing with not Abaddon, but lower-ranking Black Legion dude invading... Harkin Worldclaimer. Yeah, Harkin the Worldclaimer invading a planet defended by not Papa Smurf, not the big guy himself, but... Um, Marnius Calgar. Marnius Calgar. Marnius Calgar. Slightly beef, beefed up Marnius well, he, Calgar. He, he's primarily the conflict is, the, the conflict is literally Diacadia. <laughs> Literally, I mean, oh, you're right. You're two right. downgraded versions sure. of these greater figures, <laughs> right? Fighting it out, right? It's like when you go to a, a fight night. There's like the undercard. It's the un- it's the undercard. <laughs> it's the undercard. Only it happened after the main event. Um. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, I don't. Well, we lost Games Workshop for the sponsor. Uh, we might have. Um, yeah, that long ago. Uh, yeah, to me, the stakes. I mean, it sounds like they created the Vigilist as a. You know, a brand new Forge rule we hadn't yet heard about or cared about, and suddenly they're putting a, a few personalities, and most of them are the the, the that, B guys. I mean, the, yeah, B guys and the new it's, guy. It's not Gilliman. It's 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 beefier. It's, it's beefier Calgar versus what do you think Spear the, guy. Right. What do you think of the new Marnie's Calgar model? Oh, I think he looks um, well. I, it, it's tough because obviously they've done a lot of work on his um, armor and stuff, and yeah. that looks all ornate and neat. And um, yeah. he does look like the modernized version of Marnius Calgar. It is a very 90s, 80s the whole, heavy The whole metal. sculpt is very heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very 90s looking. Very we heavy put, metal. We put guns on his fists. <laughs> on his giant power So he fists. can punch and, and shoot. shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never been a fan of that model. To me, he's, yeah. to me, he's just like the um, overwrought period of, you know, sculpts for Games Workshop. So... I now he's now now it's like a bigger version of that. I don't think he's great. I, I like, I like it, his, but I, I don't. I just don't like the look. I, I like his bodyguards. The honor guard look good. The Vitrix. Yeah, the honor Vitrix guard. honor guard look kind of. They're cool. I like the I wings like the on Roman the face. legionnaire. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love that look. Love that look. Yeah, it's a cool. That, yeah, overall, I think they have a good aesthetic. I right. just right. Calgary, I'm not sure about. And the Harkin. Harkin world clamor. Harkin the world clamor. Hmm. I very spiky. Very, very spiky. Very sure. classic chaos. I mean, look. Okay, we're, we're looking at him. Yeah, now. let me see him again. Uh, let's see. So, okay, so he is. Uh, he looks like a raptor on steroids. Uh, he does. I. He's got a I'm power claw in one hand. He has a spear in the other. I'm worried about that spear. What it looks like mean? something that would easily get bent, and then it would look goofy. Well, that's that's, a, that's a, I think that's a risk for most spear weapons and. Well, the plastic, that's all. That's all. All chaos is, is spikes and spears and, and lots of stuff. lots of spikes. Yeah, he does. He does. He doesn't look particularly cap super captainy. Right. In he doesn't way, look like he's a, a leader in he, chaos. He, he looks. He looks. He looks like he's a sergeant. Yeah. Guy. He looks like um like a beefed up raptor. A beefed up raptor, exactly. Like a, like in, a, in, almost kit in comparison to the stuff they've been doing with Death Guard and with Thousand Sons. Where like the sorcerers are riding on discs or have these hyper ornate like original designs or the Death Guard with their super beefy Terminator captains uh, and super ornate even marine designs, it the, the, it kind of pales in comparison. So you're Just disappointed the, with this. I, I mean, I I like that he is a much more I say updated and ornate version of a Chaos Space Marine, but. I don't think he's at the level you're describing. Exactly, and that's and that's the, when this qual when you've set the standard of quality that high. Yeah, and then you come out with this, it just seems like the, it doesn't seem 
up to par. Now, now, okay, I think I sent you a couple of pictures from some Chaos Space Marines, some Black Legionnaires from uh, Blackstone Fortress. You did, you and did. And those guys look pretty awesome. Those guys looked good. I like those guys. But, but they don't... But they, but they are... They're up to snuff with the standard, like, n- what is now the standard look for, or the expectation for Chaos Space Marine looks. Right, right. And that they look very ornate, very well designed. Right. Um... Which is cool. That's that's great for the, the ground troops. Right. This guy's like, what the herald of the apocalypse? Yeah. Right. I don't see a herald of the apocalypse. No. I see a dude with a glowing spear. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. I was more excited about him until you talked talk, to talk, talk me down. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. No, I, I totally get it. I don't think he's epic enough either. Now that you mentioned it, he doesn't seem that epic. I, I am the herald of right. lowered enthusiasm. Um, he's, he's still a thirty-five dollar model. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as excited. Yeah. Okay. As so, I want to be. Right. Well, there's a lot of other things to get excited about, specifically over at Forge World. Mm-hmm. Forge World has been crushing it lately. Yes. I, it's been a while since we talked about Forge World because I haven't been that impressed with. Like, I was obsessed with Forge World. I mm-hmm. just was, would check on Forge World like every week and. You know, constantly almost yeah. ready to buy things. It's been a while since I've done that. But now they've come up with some new Blood Angels models that are amazing. And yes. I, we should talk about them. First off is the new Proteus Pattern Landspeeder Squadrons. Wow. Okay. I'm yeah. a I'm a believer in Landspeeders. If you yeah. listen to our last episode, they didn't do so well. But for the most part, I've had when, great luck. When they work, they work. When they work yeah, they're glass cannons. Yes. They went back to the old 30K uh, line of land speeders that's much more simplistic, mm-hmm. and they just look awesome. So when you get a chance, look at the Proteus Pattern Land Speeder Squadron. There's a Tank Hunter version, and it has three of them. It's 218 bucks for three land speeders. Yeah, so that is But it's Forge World, so... It is high it's high buy quality. One, it's, it, that's a saving, because if you buy one, they're like it's like $78 for just one land speeder. That's right? pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, six wound land speeder. Six wound land speeder. <laughs> but they, they're, they look great. They look amazing. They look Very amazing. Beefy looking land speeders. Yeah, toughest land speeders you're ever going to see in 40k. <laughs> uh, the other, oh, speaking of beefier, there's a new Blood Angel Siege Dreadnought uh-huh. with a storm cannon and a siege claw. Awesome. Very yeah. ornate. Wings, gold everywhere. Looks fantastic as a Blood Angels version of a Leviathan Dreadnought. Love the rules for the Leviathan Dreadnought. Uh, love the rules for the storm cannon. I wouldn't, now that I know how the Leviathan plays, I would equip that sucker with two Storm Cannons because they just pump out so much damage. And that thing, is, that thing is strong anyway, so I don't think you need the extra times two strength of the Siege Claw. Mm-hmm. I, I, just the, to me, the weight and numbers of shots is from the Storm Cannon is amazing. That's my only, my only beef with the pre-rendered or pre-loaded one. You can yeah. you can customize it. You can buy just the the Blood Angels body and buy the weapon separately, but it's it's on Forge World site. It's awesome. It's amazing. Please take a look at it. But even better looking mm-hmm. is the Contemptor, the Blood Angels Contemptor Dreadnought. That Contemptor looks quite nice. Awesome, big angel's wings on its chest. It it's yeah. the perfect Blood Angels Contemptor. It's got like a different sort of uh, gold face mask. Uh, yep. Very sort of, I, I I don't know what to ever call their aesthetic. It's like it's like a oh. mixture between the sort of classic Marine Roman aesthetic and a lot of like 
Renaissance stuff. Um, yeah. They put a lot of emphasis on the sort of uh, the accent, the gold accents, uh, and this very sort of pretty look. I don't, I don't know what to call that look. I don't know if there's a name for it. Roman Liberace. Roman Liberace. <laughs> It's like that's like, no, that's actually that's actually very good. That's it's like Las Vegas good. with a little bit of bling. With a little bit of bling. Oh, let me yeah. sorry, Roman, Roman with a little, little bit, bit of bling. bling. Yeah. Roman with a little bit of Las Vegas. Yeah, um, I mean the contemptor he the contemptor has like one of those Versace Gucci faces on his knee on pad. On his knee pad. Yeah. He has <laughs> wings on his chest, you know, the, the ribbon proclaiming yeah. some name underneath that, a big blood drop in the middle, mm-hmm. or a very ornate looking helmet. I, I love this model. It's the yeah, I, I may just have to get it. It's eighty eight bucks to me. I'd rather I'd pay eighty eight bucks for this awesome looking contemptor more so than seventy eight for for one landspeeder. Sure, yeah, and no, I love the landspeeder. Okay, other other Blood Angels um, releases are the Blood Angels Terminator Praetor. Again, just an ornate uh, looks like a Blood Angels captain in Tartarus Terminator Tart- armor. Looks awesome. Just to me, the right amount of bling. Yeah, it's a very similar design to I think. Um, I yeah, I think, I think this was the uh, armor pattern for the um, box set we the thirty k box set we got a while back. Right. Except he's got the cool. What are they? In carmine blades. That that it's like the Blood Angels sword design that has the sort of the one they, they the call one it they call it the, for this guy they call it the Blade of Perdition so Blade it of ha- Perdition it, okay. it probably has its own set of rules it has its own thing going which on. which now these models are more for thirty k I think because they use the term Praetor but yeah. clearly they can work with you know well, you can yeah. call it a Blade Angels Captain in you, Terminator you, armor, yeah right? you, I, no I think they actually have rules now for forty k yeah for, for pro- like old thirty k armor I think yeah. Well, okay. Well, so I think you can use it, and yeah, you, you can, can easily you can substitute it. it whatever, sure. whatever you can do. But if uh, Terminator armor is not your thing, they have a a Blood Angels Captain or Praetor uh, in regular sort of Mark III armor, and he looks amazing as well. His, he his helmet good. design is awesome. He has that sort of grill, that face grill. Yes, the face grill. What 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 what's that? I, I used to know the name of that uh, armor type. Uh, it's this, it's this, it's a thirty k type that was in the box set as well. Right. It's yeah. it's Mark three armor. Mark three. That's it's what it's Mark three armor. armor. See, all our Iron Warriors are done in Mark three armor, and they look amazing. To me, Mark three is the best is the best mark. It does look great. I mean, yeah. it, it's Mark undeniably great. Un- undeniably, nobody can. You, nobody, if you, you can't have a different opinion. No, no. then you'd be wrong because you'd be wrong. Right. Um, all right. Uh, non Blood Angels um, Forge rule releases. Yes. I you know I love the Iron Hands and there's a Legion Pravian character that would make uh, a great Iron Hands captain. Yeah. Now in 30k, uh, this character is supposed to enable you to bring Adeptus Mechanicus troops to join in with your Adeptus Astartes, mm-hmm. so that they could you could actually bring in Adeptus Mechanicus and the Adeptus Mechanicus units would get all the Legion rules. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That's that pretty would good. be pretty fantastic. So for Iron Hands, they would get the feel no pain on a six. For Adeptus Mechanicus characters, pretty good, right? Yeah, no, that's actually very, that's actually pretty powerful. Depending on the point cost, um, right? Don't obviously have too much of attacks on those guys. Uh, amazing looking model. He yeah. looks he and he's painted up in uh, Iron Hands colors, so he's got or Iron Warriors colors, primarily silver armor. Again, Mark Three. 
a lot of mechanical parts. Yes, you know, a lot of mechanics. Very cyberganic. Yes, yeah, because he's like a space marine that was trained on Mars, so yeah. he's obviously able to lead. He's not really. He's not, he's, not, he's not quite like a tech marine, but he's not. He looks. He looks very much like the support. Like you call this guy for repairs and downtime. He's not the like, IT guy. He's the IT guy. He's the he's the <laughs> he's, he's the marine. Not the IT guy. Compared to a tech marine, IT he's guy the IT. showed up like this and be like, "Dude, you're so metal." Look at the tech. The tech <laughs> marine walks around with a freaking axe, right? And like a melta gun strapped to a claw. <laughs> this guy has got like some sort of wrist, some fancy wrist watch thing, yeah, an and, a watch and a servo skull. And a servo skull. That's it. That's his thing. Well, he's it's like uh, he's commanding things. He still doesn't have to be I'm, the front. I'm not guy. saying he doesn't look. I'm not saying he doesn't look good. He looks great. Okay, but he he looks like a the IT guy. Okay, well, I I think it looks awesome, and he's for a thirty. He's a thirty three dollar model for Forge World. That's a steal. Um, okay, so the last guy I want to talk about is the Vigilator, the Legion Vigilator. So the Legion Vigilator is uh, sort of an elite sniper commander. Yeah. Right. Um, he's a sniper squad leader. He's supposed to unleash deadly sabotage attacks. And customize your model with the choice of heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's equipped with an awesome head that has all kinds of lenses on it. Yes. Presumably and targeting lenses and a big sniper bolter gun of some kind. I've always enjoyed the I've always enjoyed the sort of look in the feel of snipers. Yeah. There have there aren't, there aren't a lot of good ones in 40k. You can tell he's a sniper because he has a cape. Yes, they always have capes for some reason. <laughs> except, have capes. except the one good one, the Vindicare, does not have a cape for some. That's because reason. he's a, he's because he's the most badass. He, he's, he's a professional. He's like, I'm not gonna let this <laughs> cape would I, flapping in the wind this is, give this me is away. Completely impractical. Why would I do this? <laughs> but it's a camo cape. It's not even. It's fine. My suit's camo. It's good. <laughs> yeah, my whole suit is camo. All right, all right. Let's take a little break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about this brand new amazing game called Warhammer 40k Mechanicus when we return. From the moment I understood the weakness of my flesh, it disgusted me. I craved the strength and certainty of steel. I aspired to the purity of the blessed machine. Your kind cling to your flesh as if it will not decay and fail you. One day, the crude biomass that you call the temple will wither, and you will beg my kind to save you. But I am already saved. For the machine is immortal. Okay, we're back. We decided to try out a new Warhammer game, <laughs> and I think some of the Warhammer games lately have been a little hit and miss. Yeah, the man. last Dawn of War game was what were terrible. they thinking? It was like a MOBA meets RTS. This really with the worst of every, with the cartoony like, aesthetic. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do that. I don't know. It didn't, it, no it, one looked, felt like they had any weight anymore. There was this weird cover system that just looked confusing. and ugh. It was a bad attempt at trying to jam MOBA into Dawn of War. 
and uh, it, it died a miserable death. So yeah. it's, it's gone. Well, this new game is out. Um, yes. Warhammer 40K Mechanicus. First off, awesome that it's going in the Adeptus Mechanicus uh, yeah. side of things because that's something we just don't really ever see. Right? Yeah, no, we, we don't. That, that's an area that's not really explored as much because I think everyone has the perception of them as kind of uh, weirdos. The IT they're, guys? The, not the IT. Well, like, <laughs> they're a bunch of, like, super particularly religious, religious for this universe types. Right. Um, who worship this, like, weird, obscure tech god thing that has, a, and they have a bunch of crazy rituals for every little thing. Right. You, you do. You have to evoke um, the uh, machine spirit with anointed oils and incense and ritual prayers. But, I mean, you can do a lot of, you can do a lot with a sort of, Church, like a church setting or like a Catholic church-esque organization. Right. There's a lot of politics in that. There's a lot of sort of... And, and you know what? And that's exactly what this game gets right. Yeah. So uh, everything you just described, this sort of politics and this sort of you know discussion of practicality versus faith and yeah. religion plays itself out beautifully in this game. Um, I wish I'd, uh, um, I uh, knew the author, but a lot of the script was written by a author that does a lot of 40K novels. Okay, that's so good. they get the um, they get the politics and the tone right, like yeah. perfectly right. Yeah, the setting is a, a Necron Tomb world where mm-hmm. the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus have been sent to to explore. I guess there's some colonists there, like LV one twenty six or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and they uncovered Necrons as opposed to aliens. And um, some Skatari troops were down there exploring, and they've also been trapped, or you know, bad things have happened to them. They've gone missing, and so now. This um, the ship has come in and full of Adeptus Mechanicus units, some tech priests mm-hmm. who are now exploring the various tombs in the tomb world, trying to unearth their secrets. Mm-hmm. But there's the what I love about this is that there's an overarching uh, sort of there's a Mechanicus HQ guy in command mm-hmm. who has repressed his emotions but lets them out every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Then there's the like the scientific researcher that will do anything to get his hands on new STCs and new technologies, like old lost yeah, yeah, technologies. Yeah, yeah. Then there's the ultra religious sort of like bishop guy yeah. that is constantly quoting, you know, the book of the Omnissiah and, mm-hmm. you know, canticles and all this stuff. Right. And then there's a, the, a Skatari commander, a female Skatari commander who's kind of concerned about her troops. Sure. Like doesn't want, doesn't want like troops just wasted on, you know, dumb expeditions yeah. to light candles. <laughs> you know, but that's kind of what the you know the Skatari religious guy wants yeah, every that, once in a while. So there's this very valuable, you know, um, great sort of interaction in between the cutscene. There's no cutscenes really. There's a few, uh, like at the beginning, dialogue scenes. Dial- yeah, there's dialogue scenes between the characters as they're sort of fighting over you know what they should do, you know, to, over the next mission or or mm-hmm. to take it or not. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's sort of like the setting, and it's it's great. It's just like yeah. the. Nobody, the, the dialogue is funny because they speak in mechanic as short bursts. Mm-hmm. So it isn't real, like, it isn't like English. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, okay. The, the words are printed in English as you read along. Yeah, you're, oh, you, the, the, yeah, the sound they're making. The is sa- very... They're making a sound that is sounds vaguely like human speech, but it's been high, he- heavily synthesized and distorted. So yeah. it's like machines talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, sure. You know, in different pitches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it again, part of the aesthetic, and it's awesome. The music in this game, you oh. know, I've gone into synthesizers. The music in this game is amazing, just awesome. You crank up this the soundtrack because it's so good. 
when you're playing the missions and in, in between. Just so good. Love it. Like, did a great job with sound design on this game. Love it. But the heart of the uh, of the game is uh, the gameplay itself. And it's basically an XCOM-style game where you send in a group of, your, basically your squad, mm-hmm. that you can totally name and customize yourself to go and take on these different missions. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to play the game, you unlock more and more squad members. They're mostly going to be not tech priests. They're going to be, your tech priests are the ones that you super customize. Mm-hmm. With all these mechadendrite claws and plasma culverins and arc rifles and all the stuff that you get to pick, all stuff from the game itself, which yeah. is great. Um, but you suddenly get uh, additional slots open up for different troops that you can command in battle, from the dumbass servitors that act as meat shields, <laughs> sure, right? That just yeah. have these giant claw arms, to uh, Skatari rangers and uh, vanguard, uh, and they go and they and they're actually really good. And some of the tech priests have sort of aura effects that magnify their lethality on the field. Yeah. So it's an XCOM slash dungeon crawl. Sure, yeah. It's a dungeon crawl of XCOM style gameplay. Yes. Uh, and sort of a level progression system. Yes. Uh, where you can spec into different areas of expertise, uh, get new equipment, that sort of thing. You can even customize a name, right? Yes, we yeah. have uh, uh, Mago's Punch Skull. Mago's Punch Skull. Yes, <laughs> that's um, what he does. That's what he has. A, he has a skull that punches people. Um, <laughs> exactly, uh, and that's a customized thing. Uh, yeah. Basically, that's a like a special like uh, claw that we added to him. To him, yeah, where so, he has a servo skull that does damage. I believe that was right. why we added that to him. Right. The the game is uh is you get you get down to a mission, you're entering into a dungeon as various rooms. As you encounter different rooms, you're either gonna encounter some sort of a choice, a, a puzzle of some kind that's pretty random. It's like the weakest part of the game. Mm-hmm. There'll be three options and then you get to pick one. Two of them or something bad happens to you. Yes. One of them something good happens to you. It may give you additional hit points, it may take away hit points. You then uh, your opponents may gain initiative. You may lose initiative. S- something something happens if you mm-hmm. make a choice. And then there's others where you just find like uh, once in a while you find some treasure. You find an STC or you find an extra weapon or something you can use in later missions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just uh, lose initiative. Your opponents in this game are the Necrons. Yes. And the Necrons are awesome because they have all the different types of Necrons. You got your basic warriors. And then you run into your immortals that are really hard to kill. You've got your death marks, which are super squishy, but can shoot you from forever and have high damage because they're sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. There's these canaptic creatures that are, I forget what they're called, anthrax or anthracites or something. They're not They're not the scarabs. They're, they're not, not the oh, they're scarab, But there are, there are scarabs, scarabs in there. There are scarabs. That okay. repair the Necrons. So there are scarabs. Uh, there are Tip. wraiths. Kill them first. And there are the... Oh yeah, spiders. The, the wraiths. Spiders. Yeah, there's the, the kinetic spiders. Spiders and wraiths. The, the 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 way the action plays out is that once you're in once you're on the on the battlefield, um, you you command your troops to uh, to perform actions based on on some initiatives, and you see exactly the initiative role because up on top of the screen it, there's a whole lineup of who goes next, who goes okay. next, whether it's one of your tech priests or one of the necrons. You get to d- perform more actions if you have some action points they call cognition points, mm. which you can find on various places in the map. Some of the abilities that the tech priests have are to automatically generate their own cognition points 
And that to me is like the best, yeah. you know, sort of like technology path to go down because it just enables you to do more things. Certain weapons cost more cognition points to use. Certain actions, like, you know, hitting somebody with your battle axe costs a, technician, costs a cognition point. Certain scans, certain healing abilities cost cognition points. Yeah. So it's it's good to have, like, a lot of cognition points. Yeah, you want to maximize the amount of cognition because yeah, so you, you maximize the amount of stuff you can do per turn. Exactly. And include, uh, uh, the cognition was also give you extra movement. Yeah. Right. And the maps are very technical and very, very well thought of. There's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of cover in this game, but there's a lot of uh, choke points. There's moving platforms that can help you get from one place to the other. Uh, The missions tend to vary, tend to be the same, but they vary a little bit. Sometimes you have to kill all your enemies. Sometimes you have to scan certain things or recover something. But at the end of the day, you're mostly killing Necrons. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's mostly just how... Do you go about killing all those Necrons? I feel pretty good about killing without, all those. <laughs> without, without getting killed yourself. Right. Um, At first, the game is really hard. But once you start uh, equipping your uh, tech priests with things that automatically generate cognition points, mm-hmm. it becomes a lot easier. Mm. Almost too easy. Well, uh, yeah. Now, I've been playing. I've been playing the game, and I've taken. I've gone through all the easy missions. I've not gotten into the normal missions. The normal missions are definitely harder. And you definitely have to start off with the easy missions so to get basic understanding of how things work. Sure. I've never, I haven't taken on a hard mission yet. There's like the first hard missions coming up. It's to take down a, a Necron overlord. Oh, that sounds, that, that and would be difficult. And it says hard. Sure, yeah. Even, but the, even the, the normal missions take like about 45 minutes to play. Okay. So they're not short sessions you can play one session but it's gonna it's gonna take you a while how many hours do you think put into this game (sighs) oh god probably i haven't owned the game that long so i probably have put in i don't know five or six hours okay right in the game not like overwatch you know like like 500 hours something ridiculous (laughs) something dumb sure yeah the game is obsessively fun to play like just just one more mission you stay at like 1 30 in the morning Sure. Yeah, you feel you feel the need to just. I got a new arc rifle. I gotta gotta equip that. (laughs) All this new equipment, all these new upgrades. I need to try them out. (laughs) It's like, but that's the mark of a great game, like Civilization. Like you just one more turn. One more turn. turn. I gotta see what happens next. One more turn. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's the thing with this. Uh, I played all the way through XCOM, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Warhammer Quest has a lot of some similarities to this but isn't nearly as good as this this is they they really did a great job yeah i know they've tried to do this kind of format before but i'm not sure how successful they've been at it really i don't know wasn't there like a space marine game that had a kind of XCOM feel that came out a while back there was there was death watch that death watch death watch which is similar it, that feels a lot more static and it didn't feel as as exciting like you i don't know they didn't quite get it right. It, it feels like much more slow paced. It's a top down, I think, as opposed to an isometric view. This is sure. an isometric view, which is, I think, just looks nicer. Looks nice, exactly. You can rotate the maps around just like you can in XCOM. Yeah, you know, yeah. It just it just feels like a high quality game with the right pacing, um, great sound design, great narration, great music, mm-hmm. interesting choice for a faction to explore. Yes. Like, Necrons and Adeptus mechanic is you don't really see that often. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they're exploring more offshoot sort of weird factions. 
because I think that sometimes those are the most interesting. I guess when you've ex- been exploring space marines and doing space marines for so many years yeah. in all your games and having them been the main characters of all those games, it's nice, it's nice to see, you know, yeah. mechanicus stuff. Yeah, I'd like. To, I mean, I'd like to see um, something done with the Inquisition. That'd be cool. That would be great. There, there's, an doing, doing a, there's an Inquisition. There's an Inquisition video like game. It's like a Diablo style. Is there? It, yeah, style yeah, game? yeah. I think I thought it was Diablo style. From what I've seen of it, it looked Diablo. style. Really? Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah, yeah. The Inquis- yeah, the Inquisition game. It's like Ordo's Maleficent or whatever it is. Ordo's oh Inqu- yeah, maybe you maybe remember you, something like this. There was there were trailers for. I don't know if it's come out or if it no, did well. Hasn't come out yet. I don't um. Think. Okay, but it does it does look very Diablo esque. Mm, that would be fun. I love Diablo. I just <laughs> yeah, down, I, I downloaded uh, Diablo to my Nintendo Switch. Oh, really? They the original or Diablo three? Diablo three. Okay, it's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a pretty. It's it's obsessive. Like you play, I I did. I played for a weekend just like nonstop. <laughs> it was great. Super Smash Brothers is now out too. Oh yeah, that that's they have everyone now, right? Everyone. It's every it's everyone who is ever in the game. Yes, plus a few new guys. Yes, uh, I play Solid Snake. Solid, I used to play Solid Snake <laughs> all the time. Uh, On Super Smash Brothers? Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> it's Solid I, Snake. I didn't know. I didn't know any of these other weirdos. I was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, a, you can play Wario. There's a there's a human. He's got a grenade and he's got a <laughs> missile launcher and he's got like this helicopter thing going on. Yeah, but there's Street Fighter guys. There's the Mario guys. There's the Splatoon like Squid Girls. Like you know, there's like sure all the new Nintendo types and all the. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. Types. I'd be interested in playing some of the Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't played Smash Brothers in a long time. Mega Man. Mega, Mega Man. Man, yeah, Mega, Mega, Mega Man. Man. Yeah, they've got like tons. I, I went to E3 this year, and they had a huge uh, display of all the different characters. But they've added a lot more since they even made the original announcement. So now it's out. It, it literally just came out, I think, yesterday. That's great. I'm about to go to Texas for a week. Um, I'm considering taking my Nintendo Switch with me. Texas. Uh, well, yeah, you could. Yeah, I could. Why not? I don't know. Well, eh, maybe. Uh, I mean, if because well, I have work to do. <laughs> Oh yeah. well, during the day I can't do anything but work because I'm just yeah, pulled sure. in ten different directions. If you have free time, then if you have- but at night, you know, um, I could read, I could play with a virtual synth, or, or. take my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> mm. I don't know. That's the tough choice. I know. I know. I could paint as a, I could read a Horace Heresy novel. You could. Yes, you could. That would be. Which one did you did you leave off on? I think the last Horace Heresy novel I had was Fulgrim. I, but the thing is, I've read other novels. 40K novels. Yeah, 40K novels in and around you sure. know, 40 uh, Horace Heresy. And so I'm, I've not read a 40K novel in a while. I'm currently listening to Dune, Dune. on audio. I know. Um, for the first time. I, oh, I envy you because it's, it it's a great listen. It is. It's a really great listen. Um, yeah, one of the best science fiction books ever. It's got a good cast of... It's got a good cast of readers. It's multiple readers, so it's more of a production. Although sometimes they couldn't get them all in on that day, and you could tell because the, the, the guy's doing, like, multiple voices that he shouldn't be doing. Like, they have this <laughs> special reader for Baron Harkonnen, who has uh-huh. a really deep voice. Right. And he's a very, almost almost sounds like Darth Vader. But sometimes, I guess you couldn't. Maybe you couldn't show up or something. So all of a sudden, the reader would go, "And now uh, you will die." And it's really obvious. It's like super obvious. And I don't know what happened, but um, the that's book funny. must go on. The book must go on. <laughs> but you no, know, it's really it's a really interesting uh, read thus far. I mean, it has very 
40k kind of story. I think that 40k clearly took a lot of inspiration from this in clearly. the feel. Um, these like aristocratic uh, noble houses uh, and it, like a super like all worshiping this emperor thing. Not worshiping, but there's this emperor, the emperor in power. They call it an imperium at one point. Yeah. Um, a lot of politics, a lot of backstabbing, and this queer like kind of revenge driven plot. Um, with this chosen one narrative in it has a very like it has a very traditionalist core to the story But everything surrounding that is very weird, right? Like the Kwisatz Sadrach. right? And, and there's also an Lawrence of Arabia thing where the yes. outsider comes in to unify the, to unify uh, the, the Sand the, the, free, the free men, <laughs> yeah, the free men, the, the free men, the literally the free men, okay, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah yeah. yeah, no, I think it's really... Oh, it's I love Dune. It's so it's good. Really cool. It's so good. The David Lynch movie doesn't really capture what the book is, but yeah. I love the David Lynch movie no matter what. I, I'm gonna, but the, the book itself is so much deeper and so much better. I'm going to rewatch the Dune movie after I listen to this whole it'll, thing. It'll be diminished because of it. I imagine. It will I be. saw I saw the Dune movie as a kid, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. The Slow Blade. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oops. The slow blade. <laughs> there you go. I, my Slow Blade was too the fast. Slow Blade. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they took out. I don't know if, if I remember it correctly. It seems like they took out a lot of like the some of the politics. Uh, it took out a lot of the religion and politics out of it. Yeah, which totally. seems to be the most interesting. The Benny Jesuit whole thing about you know Jesuit. trying to create the Quizzes Hatteract under their own secret program. Yeah, is fascinating. It's really cool. Like all you yeah. you want to know more as like. You know, you, they kind of casually mention things. And you're like, "What's the? What's that? What's that supposed to be?" Right. And then they'll go and they'll explain it a little later, or you get a sense of what it is by how they, how they're talking about it in the novel. Um, you just it's just, there's, there's such a rich mythology here. Yeah, yeah. And they clearly 40k borrowed a lot from. Oh yeah, well yeah yeah yeah. So okay, we're leaving we're leaving 40k and entering brand new universes. So let's. Brand new. I think it's time to wrap up the episode. All right. Well, we, uh, as always, we thank you for being a listener. Uh, if you, uh, we would love you if you would take a moment to rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are listening us to. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us email. We are the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can come and say hi. We should have pictures of our Blood Angel Smash Captain there in about a week or so. I'm George. And I'm Malik. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.